You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Essence. And I'm Janice. And you are listening to the Cynic Autonomy Podcast. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So, yeah, we're back. Happy New Year and all that great stuff. I am Joe from you and my, like, baseball cap <laughs> hiding in the window. <laughs> I'm Rihanna's album that she never dropped in 2019. Mm-hmm. And we're here with Sakaya. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess she's not hip to the trend. So. Sakaya, what are you? Think are, of a random thing that you are. Are you World War Three? Twitter. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that this morning, so I'll go with World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, we back. Um, happy to be in the 2020 new decade. And we're here with our guest. is the first time having a guest, so we're excited. She's first time being a guest. And, yeah, Sakaya is an MSU alumni as well because it's always bleed green over here. Go green. Go <laughs> white. And, yeah, um, so we're going to definitely – special thanks to Sakaya for coming all the way here. She came all the way from Flint. 50-minute drive, so shout-outs to her. Shout-outs for real. Good to, have, <laughs> good to have trooper friends, friends that be down for it. Like, yeah, yes. come to your podcast. Oh, yeah. 50 minutes down away. for whatever. But, yeah, I appreciate her for being here. Um, appreciate everybody for listening, whether you're returning or new, or if you're just trying to just see what we about, maybe you visiting. Whatever you are, thank you, and you're welcome. Thanks for visiting <laughs> Thanks for visiting. Hope you like it. <laughs> But yeah, make sure also that you sent us some tail mail. So tail mail, you can give like us any information, any situation. Make sure you give us the proper documentation for it. I don't care if it's the picture, the blood work. I don't care if it's your ACT score. Screenshots. Whatever the case, send it. And in the subject line, be sure to either put your name or put that, like, you want to be anonymous and put an A. And you can send that to us at cynic.autonomy at gmail.com. So yeah, that's just something that we want to get into. We really want to, we really want to resonate with you, but also get where your head is and whatever you want to send us, we open to it. Yep, give you a little bit of our perspective on things. Yep, yep. To help you navigate whatever you're going through, what or whatever that means. <laughs> but yeah, so today we're gonna get to a lot of stuff, and I let Nice cover that. Yeah, so today we're gonna get into. Defining growing up and what does being grown look like to you? What does it mean to you? Um, the misconceptions of post-grad life um, or graduate life and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And career choices, finances, and advice for recent grads or soon-to-be grads. So, yeah, just all of that. All of that in a bag of chips. Um <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cover a lot. A lot of people in our last episode talked about how he was relatable, especially with us targeting an audience that is post-grad or people who just are in this space of like being grown or millennials or whatever the case. So with that, we wanted to, I guess, ask. So Sakaya, mm-hmm. talk about who you are. Who are you? How? Why did we pick you for this podcast, you think? Okay. <laughs> um, I would just have to say because I'm so close from being out of college and I just feel like I've grown so much over these last almost out of school like two years now yeah so just grown so much and I've been through so many phases in my life some phases that I didn't even think we were supposed to hit right now Mm -hmm. um and just so many learning experiences it's really crazy how much stuff you learn and how much you 
physically um, and mentally see yourself grow. Yeah, for sure. So I just feel like I'm perfect for it. <laughs> like any of like our friends or anybody that you may know that just graduated or just trying to make it like we're all perfect for it. Yeah. So kind of, you know, settle down a bit. Um, how are you? Like, how are you feeling? How's your year been? We three days out here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's only our third day out here. So yeah, how I mean, are yeah. you feeling? Honestly, I am so content with my life right now. Um, mm-hmm. Content, but not comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I still know there are many things I need to do. But I'm peaceful. I'm happy. I like to say I have joy over happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, No one can really take my joy away. So I have a lot of joy and just like a really great outlook on the year. So it's been great for the last three days. All right. (laughs) Come on with the Christianity Mm because you talk about can nobody take my joy? I thought (laughs) of the church. It's the week. Yeah, that's that's fire. But like, so for the people who don't know you, like I know you, Janice, know you. Like, what what is something that you want people to know about you? What do I want you to know about me? Um, I am one hundred percent myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same as I am here, as I am at work with anybody. I treat everyone the exact same how I want to be treated, so that mm-hmm. I'm just always going to be a hundred percent myself, and I don't apologize for it. As you should be, and that's what her. this podcast is about: being unapologetically yourself. That's on period. <laughs> For real, I'm like, that's why I believe guys have Sky here. Like I said, she's MSU alumni. If you follow her on Instagram, you can see that she works in special events, and she's from Flint, and she's really about having community involvement. Really mm-hmm. about just resonating with young girls specifically and mentoring them. Oh, yeah. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? So I still mentor girls I went to college with, or ones mm-hmm. that were younger than me. And yes, they make my temples hurt. I was just <laughs> on the phone before I got here. And I told one of my mentees, I said, please, like, these veins in my forehead, don't make them pop out this year because (laughs) you are stressed. Yes. And I kind of like to tell her that she's like a mini me because she's going through the same things I went through. Mm -hmm. So I love mentoring overall. And then a part of my sorority, we have a youth group. So besides, like, the fun of them stepping they actually do do service and we yeah. get to talk to them. So, and I love those girls because they're in high school, so they're impressionable and mm-hmm. they're just kind of just so grateful for you to even talk and give them advice. So, I for love sure. mentoring. That's are you, great. Are you comfortable with telling the people what sorority you're a part of? Oh, of course. I'm part of um, <laughs> Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. What was that? So, I'm super excited. Love my sorority going on i turned four this year so it's so exciting <laughs> love my sorority everything that has to offer and the sisterhood is just so beautiful so best decision ever that's Aww. great and do you feel like that is that was a motivation for you to start mentoring young girls or do you think that that was already innate in you and it just bought it out more um i definitely think the sorority enhanced um many things that i already did or many things i already am mm-hmm. so i like to say I am a part of the sorority, but it is not everything that I am. So, but it definitely enhances and brings out the absolute best, and it just teaches you a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great for you. So, with that being said, um, how would you define growing up? Like in your own words, do you feel like you grew up in college, or that like you really felt like you had grown up? after college so define growing up and what does that look like to you so I feel like growing up starts in it's in phases um it cannot be defined as just one whole 
transition. So I feel like after you graduated high school and you entered college, you relearned yourself because yeah. now you're at the mm-hmm. bottom of the totem pole. Um, you're on your own in a way, and you're really trying to figure out who you are. Right. But by that senior year, it's like you're established. You know who you are. You got your group of friends. You think your career choice is so set, and then you graduate, and I relearn myself all over again, realized I didn't like half the things that I thought I did. Oh, <laughs> and I know you two are probably going through the same thing right now. Like I realized I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I, why do I want to go out? Why do I want to do this? Right. You don't want to. And I just feel like after you graduate, then as you hit those moments in your 20s and your birthday comes around every year, you're just steady relearning yourself. So mm-hmm. growing up to me is always relearning and I read something that said the only constant thing in life is change. Yeah. So that's all we're doing is changing and growing. Mm -hmm. With that, I did like go to college and I did graduate not wanting to do what I majored in. And I think it's because we go to college so young. Like we go Mm -hmm. at 18 Mm -hmm. and they kind of expect us to graduate at like 22, like with your whole life figured out. Like you need to enter the workforce when you're 22. Like, I don't know what I like. Like the stuff I went in for at 18 changed by the time I was 21, 22, but it was like too late to switch over and change my major. So I really just don't know what I like at this point. I'm going to speak to that because, you know, we went for the same thing. Yeah. Journalism. (laughs) Yes. And I was so set that I was going to be a news anchor or somebody's editor in chief. Like that was my thing. But I realized in college, I was like, I don't want to do this. So I picked up a minor to kind of save me because I was like, I'm not changing my major. I'm not staying here for another year or two. It was PR, right? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Got that nice public relations minor, which actually helps now. So when I graduated, I I don't know how I got into event coordination, but it just kind of flowed into that. And I do not regret that decision. I think I'm much better at this. I like being behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I'm organized. Yeah, I got my yeah, she got her and planner. my journal. No, this is so, so, so organized. Exactly. Like, you know, I always have these with me. So um, I would just say you just have to figure out what you want to do. And it's okay not to go into your major like I told my cousin a while back, I said, who said once you graduated, you had to go into your major? Facts. Mm, yeah. we, when we were just talking about that, actually, before we started recording, because um, a lot of people feel like what they degree, they have to do that specifically. And it's so many people that work in arts and then end up working in the business world mm-hmm. or working in sciences and working in the arts. Like, And half of us, we don't have those resources to be able to really navigate that path early on. So we have to finish it out and then later on do that inner work to really see who we are yep and i will say that um did a lot of soul searching i was like i really i don't want to write you know i still <laughs> I, like oh, i, I love, should listen to news face <laughs> look i love to write and i still do like you know i keep my journals but i realized i just wanted to write for me yeah but i didn't want to be forced into it because you lose your passion yeah, yeah that's the thing when you work in something that your love you lose you can't lose the love for it mm-hmm. like i work I interned for the Pistons, as you guys know, and I really love sports. But now that I have to go to work every day, and it's like, <laughs> dang, I don't even want to watch another you game. Here. Like, <laughs> I got to watch another game. Like, I'm tired of like, mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't yeah. know, I'm just lost 
lost the love. I lost. The I feel like if for it. college oversaturate everything. Like oh, if yes. whatever you do, they go make you do it so much that it's like it's gonna be all you know. Like when me working in advertising, I had to take so many classes that just like I feel like my life was just like me being a calm. Like I never saw the outside of calm, and sometimes I can get overwhelming, mm. especially when you, that ain't even what you want to do for real. Like come on now. I remember those days going to calm and. <laughs> Actually, my whole week was spent in Comarts by my senior year. Mm-hmm. And I was just always in there like, can I go? <laughs> yes. There's barely any windows. like a prison. You'd be like, oh, my it's God. <laughs> Com, Com is the building at Michigan State University oh, yes, where we know. take our classes. Communication, arts, and, arts and, sciences. and sciences. So you have like <laughs> advertising, journalism, communication classes held in that building. And even though y'all said it was a prison, I think Com had like one of the, a nice building. Well, once we have the the studio, the newsroom, yeah. I'm like, Dang, no, it's Com nice. But it's when you taking all your classes there and you won't see nothing else, and then you go through all your seasons, <laughs> whether it's winter, summer, the more when it's daylight savings, and then you come there in the morning, then it's <laughs> night. You don't know what days it is. That was my thing. Like I used to have a campaign class, and then 20 minutes to go upstairs to my communications and crisis communication class Mm -hmm. and then afterwards i have my independent study with that same professor like that was a lot i'm like i'm so tired of seeing your face i'm sorry like ma'am i love you but i'm like low-key sick of you and that's how (laughs) i felt but now it's okay we out out of here so yeah um me and sakaya we both were sakaya and i we both majored in journalism and that's when she mentioned that we both are not working in our field at the moment Mm -hmm. because we were both journalism majors I don't know what it is about MSU J school, but it make the people not want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't get us wrong. It still is an amazing program if that's what you are into. Trust me, the school is accredited. So that's what you're thinking about doing. I would say go. I mean, they did give us skill. So I started mm-hmm. telling people I love the skills that journalism gave me. I yeah. did, too. I do, too. So it's a benefit. Even if you don't work in your major, you know, you still know how to network. And certain things pop up. Nowadays, mm-hmm. certain things, they just pop up randomly. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it also taught you how to communicate with different people. Because it's sure. steady mm-hmm. having new stories, steady interviewing different people. And it taught us how to, like, switch over to, like, oh, okay, I'm going to talk about sports one day and then politics the next day. And then local, it just taught us how to be Intersectionality and really a, being, um, I guess, being able to adapt to yeah. whatever situation, right? I would definitely agree with that. Um, I've had to adapt a lot um, mm-hmm. with my job now. I work with a lot of older people, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't get what I'm doing, and I'm the youngest one there. So okay, yeah. And sometimes if I don't have them, like, my name tag, they're looking at me like, so who is this kid (laughs) running around here? (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, Meemaw, I need you not to come for me. That's how I feel, too. I'm like, ma'am. Like, calm down. Right. You know, some and some people can get snappy. And I'm like, yeah. where is this? Why are you getting snappy with me? I'm trying to make your experience great. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a journalism, you know, taught me some good skills and taught me how to hold back mm-hmm. and use my big girl words. Even though <laughs> I don't want to half the time. I've been using my T.I. words in the day occasionally. They just slip out, though. It's not like <laughs> Yeah, like when you, like, talk and you have these conversations, you just get these big words that slip out. And you're like, dang, I didn't even know I knew that word, nor did I know I knew how to use it in the right context. You it a whole Webster. Out. You a whole Webster dictionary. Don't <laughs> even know. You Webby out here. Don't even know. <laughs> you really are. Um, I've been learning so much. Like, um, So I work in the arts. Okay. Yeah. So I say things like maestro. 
And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, most people are like, what is a maestro? I'm like, like a conductor of the symphony. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, you work for a symphony. They're, but my common misconception is, oh, you're um, a music teacher. I'm like, no. Yeah. Just because I work at like an art school doesn't mean I like teaching someone. Right. Or I use words like a sommelier, like someone who picks out wine. Like, girl, girl this is new to me. Let me. I know. Tell me about this wine. <laughs> you know, um, learning the different words for like wine like i'm just learning so much and I, it just slips out in conversation when i'm talking to other people and they're mm-hmm. like what are you talking about and you know i'm like oh let me break it down for you like right so be a sponge facts since we are on the topic of jobs right now and you, you're in your workplace describe to us like what you do like what do you really do all right so break it down i am basically in my own mini department Okay. Um. So I work for a nonprofit, but it's not one of the biggest nonprofits. So it's not like I have a full team, even though I am in a development team. Mm-hmm. And I love my coworkers. They're really fun, really cool. But with me, I'm the only one in the building that really does events. Like okay. my life is events. They don't talk to me about anything except events. So I'm in charge of committees. And that can range from, like, eight people to 30 people, and they're all volunteers. Mm -hmm. So emailing them, making sure they're on task, getting agendas out, contacting catering, picking out linens, like, little stuff, um, making the day-in, day-out plans and who's going where and what time stuff is coming and making sure uh, checks are getting cut so people can get paid on time. Mm -hmm. It's so much, and it's literally just connecting dots. Okay. But it's cool. But sometimes I'm working on like three to four events at a time, and I never got them confused. And I'm really thankful for that. I don't get them confused. Yeah, I that's keep them, girl. That's that planner and journal she does. <laughs> I'm she stay up to date. I really do, and it's to the point where people come to me and they're like, "Hey, when is this?" Mm-hmm. And I can rattle off dates for the year. Right. So I really feel like just because I didn't go into journalism doesn't mean I didn't find my calling. So with that being said, what do you feel like you learned from being in the workforce, specifically with your career that you're leading now? You have to give yourself time to learn your job. Mm. And you cannot beat yourself up if you do not know exactly what you're doing at all times. Mm. Because I found that, so this was my second job out of post-grad. Okay. So my first one was an internship. Mm-hmm. And that was cool, but they already knew me, so I was used to the job. But yeah. this one, I found myself getting really frustrated with certain things or feeling kind of insecure or that I wasn't qualified enough. Okay. Because I'm with people that have been here for 10 years plus, you know, or like the lifespan of me. <laughs> been yeah. here like 20 years. I'm like, oh, you started this job when I was three. Right. And, you know, they know so much. And it um it can get overwhelming. Yeah, and, that seniority can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. And half, like, I'm not even going to lie to you, they will not let you forget that they know more than you. So that can really make you yes. belittle yourself or, like, second, like, really second guess your skills in a way. Yeah. Yes. It's, um, it's stuff like that. So, like, that insecurity for me really creeped up. And it really um, took a toll on my anxiety. Mm. So, like, my heart flutters when I'm anxious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I can make myself sick. So Mm -hmm. I would just say you really have to give yourself time, and you really can't. Don't um, talk down on yourself. I always tell people, like, you're not nice enough to yourself. Yeah, be kind. I always say be kind to yourself, for sure. Yes, be kind to yourself because that's all you have. So after, you know, those couple months, 
because I always told them, like, y'all threw me into a shark tank. <laughs> they <laughs> did. They really did because I started that job in the midst of the season of events and holidays. So oh, I work when you don't yeah. want to. Mm-hmm. I work when you want to go out and have fun with your family. That's when mm-hmm. I work. So what you graduated in May, this was in the fall? Um, yes, yeah, so graduated oh, okay. in May. So this was like, I started there November 5th. Oh, okay. Ooh, you was in the smack dance center holiday time. Like, yes, I, I, um, so I graduated May 2018 for those that um, don't know. May 2018, so I started there November 5th. Mm-hmm. And so I've been there for just over a year now. Right. So I'm going into, you know, my... Almost getting to that second year point. Yeah. Yeah. Threw into a shark tank. Very insecure. Very young. Very fresh out of school. You don't know anything. And I wish Mm -hmm. people would stop thinking they know everything when they step into these jobs. You don't know anything. Like you thought you did, but you really don't. Yeah. A wise man knows nothing at all. I say that all the time because it's facts. Nothing. And once I got over that hump of I'm thinking like, oh, I'm I've got I have a degree. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, whatever. I have a whole bachelor's. I worked hard for this. I can do this mm-hmm. now. Mm-mm, get over it. Like, really cool. Like, get over it now. <laughs> Humble yourself. Yes, <laughs> Humble yourself now. And I promise you're going to save yourself a lot of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel that. So, what you mentioned, you touched base on your anxiety and just having those insecurities. So, how did you surpass that? Like, how how... How did that process look of you getting over it? Is it something that you're still dealing with on a day-to-day basis? Like, if you want to get into oh, that. No, I can get into that. Um, I would say I grew in confidence over time. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't battle it with it now. Now I'm much more Hallelujah. confident. Yeah, I would say, you know, give yourself that year on the job if that's what you really need to do. Or some people take some, like, six months or whatever your time span is. But mm-hmm. give yourself that full time. So now I'm, I'm much more confident. You know, I can read some people's minds before they ask me or I'm always I'm overly prepared. Yeah. I go into meetings like they're like, do you have this? I'm like, yep, I got five copies of it. Ten like, toes what? down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I work hard. You have to mm-hmm. you have to, uh, work ethic. For sure. So I just had to realize, OK, I need to work harder. Um, I'm in a big girl job, mm-hmm. and then I found a church home too. So like, oh, that's great. yeah, we've been important. Yes, we've been talking about that a lot. Finding mm-hmm. a church home because well, I'm I just recently came back and I watched Transformation on Sunday, Transformation mm-hmm. Church. But I want to be in the presence of the Lord. Yes. So um, yeah. I know a lot of people. Um, you know, our generation goes back and forth with being in church, but this is what helped me. So I called it. Um, I was church hopping per se. Mm-hmm. Um, when I after we got out of college and I went to a new church every Sunday. Okay. But this was like the third church I had went to and I just really love my pastor and that is what kept me centered and focused. So there on Sunday and then Bible study on Tuesday. Yeah. And little did the people in my job know like Jesus was saving them. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord was with you. <laughs> yes. Um, so I would just say um, me being centered and focused in mm-hmm. church was one thing that helped me overcome that and just gain that confidence. Right. And um, giving myself time and also just like venting to my mom. Mm. Um, I will say a support system probably would have fell down a lot more than I have if yeah. it wasn't for my mom. That's so, yeah. great. It's yeah. A support system. 
I think support systems are important. Um, in our last episode, we talked about this, and Janice asked me, she was like, do you feel like you go, like, have a post-grad depression? And I was like, well, my support system is so bomb mm-hmm. that they not even letting me, like, any moment I want to be sad, like, oh, I'm poor, or I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> they be like, girl, bye. Oh, post-grad. <laughs> yes, post-grad depression is real. I don't care what anybody says. It Speak is real. It. Talk about it. Like, what did it look like for you? Because it comes in many different forms. Many Many different forms. Okay, so mine didn't hit as soon as I thought. But I will say after I graduated, I thought it was like, you know, a Louis bag full of money was going to drop on my lap. Like, <laughs> I thought all these <laughs> all these promises and everything I had prayed for was just going to drop on my lap, and it did not. So mm-hmm. um, I would say, like, maybe like two, three months afterwards, it just started kind of to hit because I'm at this job. I'm only making $10 an hour mm-hmm. with a bachelor's degree. Like, yeah. I'm sitting there like, what? Like, You worry for more than that, and yes. you know it. And that's what really makes because every day you walking into this mm-hmm. job with the knowing that, like, I could be doing something yes. else. And, you know, I'm frustrated about it. And one day I was just frustrated. I'm just complaining. So, like, my depression took form in kind of, like, anger. Mm-hmm. Um, Just kind of upset, like, really upset all the time. And I have a great way of um, hiding that. But anybody that asked me, I would tell them the truth. But yeah. to my job, you know, I was hiding that. But my mom walked in and she said, if you don't like it, she was like, change it. She said, because clearly you like it if you're still there. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, thank you. I say you. that to Denise all the time. Don't complain about stuff you can change. My dad, exactly. my dad says, uh, can't explain, can't complain. Like, if you can't explain why you're still there, don't complain about being there. Mm-hmm. You know? But when she said, like, clearly you like it, I was like, oh, okay, mom, like, let me get my life together. Right. So after that... Start applying jobs for jobs diligently, and I hate that we put so much emphasis on getting a job, but that's like that's the major thing after graduation is yeah. that job. That's all you think about. It's like your trophy, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got this this diploma, this piece of paper, but it's like to tie all that together, all that work that you did. It's like that trophy. Like, yeah, y'all seen I was in college, y'all like thought I mm-hmm. was doing something, y'all on the outside looking in, but this is a big reveal. Like this is mm-hmm. really telling y'all that I really got my stuff together. Yes. And I'm using my degree. Like and I just don't talk about it. I am about it type thing. Right. Yeah. So you know, you need you want that job just to tell everybody, look, I did this, but I feel like we also put too much emphasis on what everybody else is gonna think of us afterwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I know it was it was like my grandmother wants me to take her to her church home on Sunday and I usually go to my church home. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to take you, and I don't want to take her because I'm avoiding people asking me, "Well, mm-hmm. you graduated. What are you doing? What now? are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have to avoid and those interactions because I don't want to yeah, answer those questions. Those interactions be like really in. It'd be like judgmental. Like Same if you way. didn't go to college, would they ask you about your career goals or your jobs, or they wouldn't be so like critical about those things, you know? So it's like with you going to college, it's like this standard expected that you right that like we mentioned earlier. You're supposed to have it all together. If I, I would be a rich woman right now, <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me, or my family said, "So you're not going into journalism." So you don't want to be like your cousin. I really my older Ooh. cousin is a news anchor, right? And she a popping news yeah. anchor in Atlanta. Okay, sis is bomb. But every time, out to you, cause you wherever know, you are. <laughs> but if I had a dollar for every time someone thought I was following her career path, I would promise I would be rich. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause I no, yeah, because I get that all the time. Um, especially at my 
open house or my graduation party, mm-hmm. um, people were asking, like, what are you doing? You don't want to go into journalism anymore? I'm like, no. They're like, are you sure? Yes. Or mm-hmm. my cousin came up to me and she was like, and introduced me to her fiance. She's like, oh, this is my little news reporter. I was like, no, mm-hmm. not no more, sis. Yeah. She was like, oh, you are so good. And I'm just tired of people telling me, like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I made up my mind before I graduated college. I am definitely sure that this is not what I want to do anymore. And they just can't seem to grasp that. And so instead of asking me what I want to do with my life or if I want to be in journalism, ask how I'm feeling. Like, nobody asks mm-hmm. how yes. are you really feeling. They like, don't. have you discovered who you they are don't. after college? They don't. And I wish um, we would get out of that narrative of, like, you know, forcing something on someone. Like forcing their life on them, like you want them to do what you want them to do, but right. which, which is another. When you get out of trying to live for other people, mm-hmm. that's when you really come become grown. Oh yeah, and this oh, yeah, episode, it's just about being grown. Mm-hmm. When you stop, I wanted to go into sports journalism because my dad loves sports and we love sports together, and I'm like that's mm-hmm. how we connected. But and I wanted to go into it mm-hmm. into it for him, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. yeah. So when you start living for you, that's like what being grown means to me at times. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, I remember. So I really wanted to at one point in time like move to Atlanta. Like you know, everybody wants to move to Atlanta. Yes. But I realized I was forcing myself to move to Atlanta because that was just the thing, mm-hmm. and I realized that thing is not for me. Okay, I went to visit. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's a beautiful city, you know. I love it there, but only to visit. So, right. like you said, you have to stop living for other people and um, their ideals and what they want for you and do it for yourself. For sure. And with that, we're talking about your interactions with the people, especially, like, just transitioning in life and just settling in. How did you feel like you was grown or did make people make you feel like you was grown? Did they put that pressure on you like, hey, you got to have it all together now? Like, what... What was it that really made you feel like you was grown and you was, like, really out here in the big kids' world? <laughs> um, I would say when I started paying more bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when I bought my car and I realized, oh, this is in my name. So that mm-hmm. that she got a nice sh- car too, y'all. Nice <laughs> one today. Like, who is this? Oh, that's Sakaya. I was like, this is not the couch car. <laughs> this is a grown yeah, woman car. Is, that was my first big girl purchase. So I feel mm-hmm. like when I started making smart decisions like that, um, I felt a little bit more grown, but also, like, I'm still at home. Like, I, there is no shame in my game. Um, yeah. I love being at home. Same. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love my mom, and she gives me the opportunity to kind of save and do me mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I don't think anyone put any pressure on me to be like, oh, you're grown. You need to do this. Right. You need to do that. And it was just like, because I shut it down. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um Leave me alone. Yeah, taking your life back. Yes. Reclaiming your time. You, yes. 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 It's right there. <laughs> Reclaim your time. She is. I literally lived through <laughs> But, um, so you mentioned staying home. So why, why do you, like, feel like you wanted to go back home? Was that, like, did you feel like you did that? Because for me, I'm staying at home because I genuinely like being at home. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely like being around my family and I spent a lot of time away. And also, I want to build a foundation for myself and save before yes. I just jump out there. Yes, that's that's very important. See, I if I knew what I knew now, I would have just made home, like, my first option. Mm-hmm. But when I graduated, I was fighting tooth and nail to move. Didn't know where I wanted to move, but I was going somewhere. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I just knew I was going yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you like, I'm out here. I'm out. <laughs> I don't care where I go, but I am gone. And then they were like, okay, you want to move, but with what money? And I was like, ooh, you're you right. right. You're right. you right. Reality. You know, <laughs> that is a factor. Um, <laughs> forgot about that. You That's need, what you got to know. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, you need some money. Mm-hmm. But being at home has proven to be really great from my growth. Um, I needed home to get back grounded and sit down. Mm-hmm. Because at first, I was all over the place. I was just, like, you know, applying. I applied somewhere in California. Why yeah. am I applying to California? Like, why am I applying to jobs in California? What What am I doing? Yeah. You know, just all over the place. So home kind of, like, brought you back center, brought me back grounded. So mm-hmm. if you want to stay home, stay home. If your parents do mm-hmm. not care, if they want you to... They're okay. Like, your room is still the same. It's not your mom's office. Like, <laughs> you get exercise room or something. You'd be yeah. like that. You come home, it's a treadmill in your room. Whole right treadmill. next to the bed. Sewing machine. Everything. Boxes. <laughs> you know, stay home. My room was the same. I was good. <laughs> yeah, you was like, <laughs> I, I really, I really enjoy staying home and mm-hmm. I would really support it if the, options were like right yeah. so if you did have a supportive mom or you do mm-hmm. have supportive parents that's not nagging or that's not down your throat that's mm-hmm. not like that understands that you're grown yes too because it's certain parents it's like well you live with me you need to be home at, at a certain time Ooh, or deep. you need to clean or you need to or like, you just start paying some bills with the no one that you ain't yeah. got no job yet like, <laughs> remember i so to have like my mom to have a mom who is who allows, allows me to live at home and she's not down my throat because a lot of people mm-hmm. want to move out because their parents are like strict. Yeah. So if you have a mom or dad who understands that you're grown still but you still need a little help, it's great to live at home to save um, your money. Yes. That's that's right there is that can help create generational wealth. Yeah, take heed to what you just said. Generational wealth because a lot of people push themselves out here to follow what everybody else is doing and to compare themselves to like things unrealistic goals when you don't know what they did to get where they at mm-hmm. and that can set you up for failure and put you further than like behind on the path that you like intentionally were supposed to be on. I definitely agree with that. So I just say stay. I'm pro stay home. I will always be. Pro stay home. <laughs> um, but the one thing is my mom for my first um, year out. In a way, like until I got like my recent job, she didn't have me pay anything. Mm-hmm. But now, oh no, it's a different story. So you bought like, that car. She was like, okay, oh, okay, so <laughs> like you know, oh, you can afford something. But I don't see it as me paying rent. I see mm-hmm. it as me contributing to the house out of respect. Um, yeah, for sure. So the, every check, and that can also help with just develop mm-hmm. a development process and yes. you like get in the process of you know paying bills and putting something down where mm-hmm. you don't have to pay too much but you're still learning and growing i yeah. will say that um so i don't really care about it i'm like well i'm too blessed not to give my mom this money even i don't want to give her this money but i feel like it's teaching me something so mm-hmm. i do and you know picking up that phone bill that was steep oh i'm still on the phone <laughs> When they, oh, when they take doing? me off the phone plan, I'm going to cry because, hold up, my grandma has had Verizon for, like, forever. I've had the same number since I was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. And Verizon mm-hmm. has this, like, customer loyalty plan, so we get, like, oh, unlimited gosh. data for a certain amount off. And I'm like, when I got to leave and get on my own plan, that's too much money. See, I never. The ghetto. The ghetto. <laughs> but, see, I didn't leave the plan. 
I didn't leave my plan. Um, I just started, you know, shifting money to my mom. Like, hey, mm-hmm. here's my phone bill money. Here's yeah. my house money. So, Whew. girl, don't try to finesse not to get off the plan. Just like I'm try finessing the plan. I'm finessing the car. No, I'm finessing <laughs> the car insurance. <laughs> Pay it all. I'm like, I want to stay at my mama's house until I move into my husband's house. Or until me and my husband move into a house together. <laughs> she a lie. Because she just talked to me the other day like, we should get a luxury apartment downtown. I'm like, who has luxury apartment money? What is it? luxury money what's luxury of money downtown detroit and the property taxes no is wilding no ma'am <laughs> no ma'am no ma'am but i um i can like relate to that like i'm my even though i decided to get my own phone line so that i could boost my credit my dad is paying for that like i'm trying to buy a new car so it was interesting when you got mm-hmm. your new car and i've been looking at well i should get it by the end of the month i've been looking at this echo sport because it's like a college graduate program for mm-hmm. four where like and if you graduate within two years you can get like a deal yeah and i'm not even paying for that like i'm not paying for my car note like people just been like really helping me out and it's like i I'm grateful, but I guess I just, it's a lot of expenses that I just didn't consider. So what that, and like your finances now in comparison to college, how did you make that transition from having more money, more problems? Ooh, I will say it's really more money, more problems. (laughs) Um, Like, I don't, I didn't understand that until now. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why when I upgrade, I have more stuff to pay for? Like, what happened? Why is this a thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, basically started off broke, um, still broke. (laughs) But in a better position. Yes. So I... Not perfect, but progressing. Yeah, I have a budget. So, like, every time I get paid, I write down what's flying out of my account. Mm-hmm. I keep track of my expenses. Like, my budget be strict. And I always pay myself first, so I okay. pay into my savings. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, that's my biggest thing is always paying into your savings. And I just have to... I take account of that. If I dip into my savings, I'm like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have did that. But... Right. You do it anyway. And I had to realize your savings is going to go up and down. So a lot of people be trying to, you know, hold on to their money like a junkyard dog. And you really, it's okay. Like, you know, it go, it's going to fluctuate all your life. Your money is just going to fluctuate. But I just had to get responsible. Yeah. So from college, I remember going on trips, you know, with $200 and spending money. And that was it. And had a blast. Mm-hmm. You can do that, though. You can do that. You, my cousin Nate was talking to me about that. that. He said he went to Miami with his $200 in his pocket mm-hmm. and had a ball. <laughs> I, I probably did not have, like, I probably had maybe 2500 maybe in my savings account. And I went to... Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. I went to California. Mm-hmm. I went about to DC. College, yeah. I went like four places over the summer at home and had the time of my life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that, but that's a, that's the time to do it. Like, you yeah, know, have fun then because like now, yeah, I can afford my trips, but I know that is not acceptable. And you, you, your time is differently now. Like, mm-hmm. you really gotta, you gotta take time off for work in advance, mm-hmm. and you gotta get it approved. And to- if you don't have the like my job, like you know, I accumulate hours, mm-hmm. so I have so many vacation hours. So it doesn't matter if I yeah. take off on a Friday. Like that's cool. I have the time to do it. Right. But if you don't uh, you can't afford to miss work and i just went off on my little sister a couple weeks ago she missed work in high school yeah no (laughs) (laughs) you know look here so she missed work 
She was on her way to work, but she was late, so they told her to stay home. Oh. And I cut up. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't care if I tell this story. She knows I'm crazy. Big <laughs> I don't care. Um, I this, is, like this is an honest podcast. So. Yeah, like, I don't care. I told her about herself. I said, you can't afford to miss work until you can afford to miss work. Mm-hmm. And even then, you still can't afford to miss work. I was like, what are right. you doing? Because she texted me. All my siblings call me Kai. Mm-hmm. So she was like, Kai. She was like, I really think. I need to get better with time management. I said, that's not time management. That's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. So get your... I'll cut up. Get your life. <laughs> get your life. For real. Get your life. Like, you know, get your life. Hold on to it. Because what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I have an older sister. She's like a year older than me. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, usually I'm late for work. So I don't get, like, my whole hours. And I'm just like, why are you late now? If If your son has to be at daycare at a certain time... You are like you should plan better to, but you know what you had to do in advance. Like take him to daycare and then maybe leave a little earlier. Like Mm -hmm. it's just that's my problem. I I get places too early. Like my interview, the first one was at one thirty. I was there at one (laughs) o'clock. Like I I can't help it. I just want to be. I'm I'm one of them overly prepared people. It depends Mm -hmm. the type of job I'm going to. I'm like I'm either like ten minutes early or I'm two minutes early or one minute late. Oh goodness! <laughs> but I'm you still have to there. toss that in. <laughs> I'm still there. See, I'm not late to anything, but maybe work. But even then, I'm not late. I'm pretty much on time. Like I show twenty minutes so early to work and clock in. Oh well, yeah, not late every single day. So you pretty much like getting your time back anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being on time. I like having that time not to be stressed. Um, that was the biggest thing because you know in school I show up to class fifteen twenty minutes late and not care because and you, you ain't really miss nothing for real exactly yeah. you miss nothing like what are you gonna do walk to in me? thirty minutes and they watching a movie or something yes that's good like, times it's not like that oh great times miss those times but now <laughs> oh no I'm not late to anything I'm always like fifteen twenty maybe even if I'm thirty minutes early like, well. When I'm 30, I'm getting a coffee. I'm settling in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I give myself that space because I'm that person that have to set two alarms. I have I set an alarm earlier than the time I need to wake up and then that time I need to wake up because I know me. And I, st- I do that, too. Yeah. And yet I still push it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then I have to set an alarm for, like, okay, at 925, you need to be leaving the house. So that alarm yeah. goes off. And I'm still pushing it. Like, see, see I said. I want better for you. <laughs> I really do, I really but, but it's just it, and I and it's sad to say, it just depends on how much I care about mm. that job because with the Pistons, I'm not late. Mm-hmm. I'm like two hours early. Oh, Josh, you need me to come in early? I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. But my little retail job on the side, I'm like, mm. See, I had I picked up a side job, like a little retail job, just mm-hmm. throughout the holidays, yeah. you know. And I wanted to pay off like credit card bills, mm-hmm. um, just pay on certain things like medical bills, you know, just get all that right. stuff that you've been sitting on out the way. I quit that. I'm sorry, I can't stand store managers. She, she that can't hover. stand it. Like she literally look at look at her face. Yeah. She on her temple. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to quit um, because I looked at that woman like she was nuts. I'm like, you don't know what my day job is. I'm like, oh, you don't run this over here. Yeah. You're not hovering over me. I'm sorry that this is what you chose to do. It's your day job. This is not mine. Yeah, and I be people everything's And, like, I'm sorry, but it's not everyone else's everything. That's the thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, okay, well, this really isn't my cup of tea. But, you know, one of my friends worked there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. She she asked me. She's like, hey, you want to um, come work with me? I'm like, yeah, girl, you know, I love you. Sure. Right. I did that for her. But I texted her and I said, um... I'm not coming back. 
Nate, Nate, me and Nate were at the same place. Yeah, and he he didn't think I would last. Oh yeah, he told literally he when I, I told last, him like, two weeks. that Janice gonna be there. He was like, "She's not gonna make it to the new year. It's a new year." I'm still <laughs> here. Girl. hanging on by a thread, but we still hanging. So well, I last like two months. Gone. Well, it's it's been a little bit like that for you. I started on Black Friday. My first day was Black Friday. You see how much they care about me. <laughs> they hate you. I'm sorry. Talk about you. Talk about getting thrown to a shark. Um, they they threw her in. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I didn't know what to do. I'm sitting here like. Um, I worked. I worked the front zone, and I guess in the front zone you're supposed to like make sure no, no, nobody's mm-hmm. stealing or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, fold clothes, just mm-hmm. put things back together. I just stood at the door the whole time, like, "Thank you for coming. Me. Welcome." <laughs> I did not know what to do. It's okay, girl. It's okay. So, um, yeah, it is okay, and I admire both of you for being journalism majors and still, still figuring it out every day, and mm-hmm. not losing faith and not losing sight. So, with that being said, what advice would you give to, like, recent grads who is in your position or, like, not even recent grads, people who are in a senior year who, like, hey, I'm about to get out there and I'm scared? Um, I would just say embrace uh, the change and your fear. Like, you really have to embrace that. Um, I realize you really just can't be scared of anything because you don't have mm-hmm. time to be scared. Um, yeah. You can't afford to be scared mm-hmm. for anything. I agree. Um, one of the jobs I applied for, like the one I have now, they wanted somebody like three plus years experience. And see, that be half of that be irrational. Like, I'm like, where um, do I get this experience from? Where? <laughs> Let me know. Find it and give it to me. So I applied on a whim. I didn't have three months. I had more like, I mean, three years. I had like more like six months mm-hmm. experience. Um, but I got it and I learned the job. And you know, then you thrive. But just to embrace the change and just keep on going. Like, I know people get sick of hearing them being told they need patience mm-hmm. but you ultimately need patience like i was patient all of 2019 and now we're in 2020 i'm like wow that went by so fast yeah like, um having patience and take it day by day if you need to right um also like find someone that you can kind of confide in Mm-hmm. I know we get weird about telling people our plans and because, you know, you don't want to jinx it or you think somebody's preying on your downfall or whatnot. Yeah. But um, finding that one person that you really can share stuff with and someone that actually gives you feedback. Mm-hmm. Don't just start confiding in somebody that doesn't talk back. Facts. Because um, I don't like that. I don't I need an open ended conversation. I don't want to feel like I'm mm-hmm. talking to a brick wall and I really need to feel like. I need to feel like you hear me, you know, like, like you really listening. Yeah, that's the thing. I needed somebody that listened or so mine was like my mom because I never had like that older mentor besides like my cousin. Like, you know, she listened to me. Yeah. But yeah, you just need. And then my, um, yeah, cause my cousin, she just, she listens to everything. We go back and forth. Mm-hmm. We text each other at random times. So like, she be hey. telling you her stuff. And yeah. You know <laughs> like, you know, we just go back and forth about business ideas. And even if that business idea don't take off, like it was just somebody to hash stuff out with. So yeah. basically find um, find one person to talk to. I mean, if you believe in God, you know, a church home is the biggest thing for me. Um, Having some um, spiritual balance yes. for sure. Whether um, that's meditating, whether that's mm-hmm. like what if you want to sit down and read a good book that you exactly. feel like just open your heart. 
anything that um, grounds you, mm-hmm. anything yes. that makes you stop and pause. I wouldn't got a library card. Like I said, oh, I did. Look at Janice's. I did too. People be sleeping on your public. Don't sleep on your public library, okay? If you- and especially if you are a recent mm-hmm. graduate trying to save money, go get the library book, read it in like a month, and then take it back. And I need to take that advice because I lo- I got a problem. I buy books on my phone because I like them to be portable and me to take them whenever. Okay, that's something different. Um, that's what you like to do. Like, if yeah. that's your thing, like, do your thing. Also, yeah, don't fall for what everybody else wants to do. Like, do you. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good one. I started saying, you know, like, late last year, I like what I like. Mm-hmm. So, it's these certain, um, this bread I really like that Myers has. Okay. I, that bread is too much to be paying. <laughs> too much to be paying for some bread. But I love that bread. So, it's I like what I like. It's pleasures. You know, yeah. that's self-care. Things. Self-care. <laughs> so I went and bought a new bed spread. I was like, ooh. That's nice. I like those little things. Like, it yeah. don't have to be, like, something extreme, but, like, you buying a new pajama set for yourself. Or I really, like, I love burrata cheese. And you talk about bread because I get baguettes. <laughs> and I love this cheese so much. And I know I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> risk it all every time yeah i get that um so enjoy your little things and do little do little things for you Mm -hmm. um something that makes you happy if it is going to see that movie by yourself it is if it is buying your your books your audio book um Mm -hmm. anything if you want to go buy that skirt buy the skirt (laughs) or if you just want to take a little walk (laughs) you are weird Denise. like yes Yes. to everything (laughs) but no really say start saying yes to yourself yeah Um, that's a big thing we try to deny ourselves a lot of things in life because we feel like we don't um owe it to ourselves right now Mm -hmm. because you're not in that position in your life that you feel like you should be in right um and i really think you need to get out of that and start doing stuff that you love and eventually you'll get to where you need to be yeah this podcast is about living life on your own terms and Mm -hmm. we really started it off because like janice mentioned earlier she was living a lot not living life but pursuing a career that she didn't want to do mm-hmm. me i was pursuing a career that nobody in my family was really familiar with everybody mm-hmm. been doctors scientists i'm going into media they like what's that you want to be a reporter i'm like no i want to no. work at advertising <laughs> <laughs> so um it's about living life on your own terms and really taking your life back and being unapologetic about everything that you do whether or not you don't know what you're doing whether or not you feel like things can get a little hazy especially your judgment after college because you don't have that safety net of i'm going back to class next semester oh, no, or grad gone. school or yeah we can talk about Ooh, it wait wait speaking of grad school don't let them pressure you into going back to school i remember we was talking about that you I was told like you, I, I said, <laughs> don't let people pressure you into going back to school i seen a tweet and it was like what level of depression is um Thinking grad school will fix all your problems. Postgrad depression, a couple months. <laughs> the out. lowest of depression. The lowest of depression. Yes. I remember summer 2018. It was about August. I was like, you know what? Things ain't even turning around for me. I'm just going to go back to school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think, and you, and I think people sometimes want to go to grad school because it, it gives, it sounds good and it gives them something to tell people. Yeah. Like I, I will go back to grad school just to be like, oh yeah, oh right now I'm just getting mm-hmm. my master's in X, Y, and Z. It just sounds <laughs> real good. Oh, you getting your master's? Real prestigious. I'm, mm-hmm. and then I'm like wasting another 
hundred thousand dollars and an education i don't want yeah and it's a lot you can avoid a lot of those questions as like what you doing with your life mm-hmm. or what are you doing mm-hmm. with your degree you can yeah you just you avoid it right off because you just say oh i'm in school but i started telling like uh, my family like i'm making this fancy bachelor's degree work for me mm-hmm. why am i going to force myself to get another degree and i don't want to go to school i don't want to we been have, did you think about how long we were in school forever we were, if you think about 12th grade and then you add them other four years, mm-hmm. you were in school for a long time. And then add grad school or sometimes people want to do like and be like PhDs and all of that. It's it's really not cause so, for that. And like, that's not um, to shame the people that are back in school. Like, it's that's not. Wonderful. But it's really about who you know. And if you do want to go to grad school, then do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to be like, oh, they say like, don't go to grad school. Like, just. If you want to, do it. Yeah. We're just saying, like, a lot of people just don't feel pressured to yeah. go. Yes. Because there she go. It. She got it for me. Uh, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> because other people want you to do it. I'm not going back to school. I'm sorry. I don't have the time in my life me anymore. Me either. Everybody keep thinking, as as you love school. School is like the holy girl for me. And I was saying, that was my playground right there. Come on. But now that I'm out, I feel like I can live my life. Like, I keep telling people all the time, like, I finally get to, I, I feel like school was holding me back. And I finally get to do stuff. This podcast, I have, I'm in six six interview processes where I'm the top well processes where I'm the top candidate so I've been a busy girl Congratulations! thank you and I just been in a lot of stuff and I didn't have that space to do that and it's me what learning myself I know what I like I know what I don't like I know the um the means in which it is to get the things that I want but also half of the time I don't It'd be hard to really navigate with my interactions with people, especially with people don't understand. I'm a first generation college student. People don't understand how, what it took for me to get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, we so happy to have you here. So, <laughs> you so really went fun. in. <laughs> this is so exciting. Y'all don't understand. I was very excited when you text me like, hey, are you still interested? I'm like, girl, yeah. <laughs> yes, you, you was actually one of the first people that was like, yeah, so about the podcast. And I was like, really? You'd be a guest? Like, mm-hmm. you were the first person because I thought, I just thought you was perfect for it, especially with you being so transparent mm-hmm. about what you're going through. And most people don't be that transparent. But yes, thank you. No so Kai, Kai. Did you enjoy it? How would you rate your time on our podcast this is so That's a good exciting. question. i'm upset that you know it's almost over yeah <laughs> time could go by fast it's yeah. really fun um discussing openly topics you're not like having that safe space not to yeah. you know hold back um i like being transparent i mean hey it's our truth right living your truth mm-hmm. yes for sure if you want to come back just let us know we I will oh yeah we got to have you again. literally i tell people this all the time you can come because we have every episode planned out for like the next two seasons so we're ready for whatever all right we could do something but yes everybody that's all we have today please make sure you reach out to sakaya denise has something she needs to say so we did a random thought last week and we talked about um what was the question do birds migrate yes so we had a question about do birds migrate but we want to look into that because we did it and we're trash 75 percent of birds migrate oh don't ask me what kind of birds because i didn't get that far yet they not red robins because when i was looking out the window washing dishes it was a red robin in a tree but 75 percent migrate if y'all want the specifics please google 
and similar to us so that we yeah. can know because it wasn't random thought because <laughs> after this episode we're not talking about birds no more because this week's random thought is if you die when you're on your period are you still on your period so if you die in your cycle do you continue to bleed look at the guy and she's like huh <laughs> that's a good question it's a random thought Oh my gosh, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> because think about it, even though your body stopped functioning, you still have you still have blood in you. So where I, is it I, going? I read something and I forgot what it said, but I don't know. Where did y'all come up with this question? It's random thoughts. <laughs> so, wow. Like, oh my god, I just see her reaction. <laughs> I'm so shook. <laughs> Shaking the tables. I mean, I if you know the answer, especially like for the um, STEM majors that listen to this podcast, let us know. Just imagine the morticians. Like, pissed. <laughs> mad. You got to bathe a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> I've been literally asking everybody that all week, and you should see their face. <laughs> like, what? like what but you got to think about it I'm yeah think about it I'm think sorry. about it sleep on that come back yes and come back to us and yeah follow us on instagram and make sure you give us an answer because i'm curious but um xoxo don't forget to send us tail mail yes tail mail we also have that on our instagram and our highlight so you can check that out and we can give you more information and told you everything you need to do follow it to a t and yeah you can follow me at on Instagram at J A N I S E P A C K N E T. My whole government is out there. I don't hide anything. Because she used to be a German major. You can find <laughs> Essence at. You can to just eliminate spelling it out. You can just go into our Instagram and it's in our bio and my name is there. So yeah. And Happy New Year. Sakaya. Um, S A K I Y A L A N A Y underscore. I think that's my Instagram name. It is, and it we is. got it on our Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> no, go to their Instagram because everybody <laughs> screws up my name anyway. So yeah, peace out, y'all. Bye. Cynic. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cynic Autonomy Podcast, and you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cynic Autonomy.